Hi friends, my name is Diana Paquet and I am the host of The Diana Show. I am an adoptive step biological and dog mom of five, six if you include the dog. I'm married to the love of my life, Thomas, and together we're shepherding a four-year-old girl, three teenage girls, and a 19-year-old boy. It is a wild ride. Lots of eye-rolling, door-slamming, long conversations late at night, but you know what? Also lots of laughter and tons of joy. I really reached this place where I just want to chase some fun and learn new things and explore. And I'm just so curious. I just started roller skating again. What's up with that? I'm surrounded by real friends and I'm just in this good place. But even so, I still struggle with insecurity, worthiness, imposter syndrome, shame, and sometimes fear. So through my podcast, I'm chasing down stories of vulnerability, honesty, and tips and tricks on becoming a better version of a human. And I thank you for joining me on this journey. I'd love to hear from you if you ever want to connect. You can always find me at ms.dianapiquet on Instagram or email me at dianapiquet1 at gmail. And with that, on with the show. Okay, I'm going to just read you. I'm going to just read you this, Fiona, because this is, I, I jotted down, down these notes because I didn't want to forget how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I kind of have recognized in myself sort of for the first time, because I, I do love my phone. I literally podcast off of it. I, um, you know, obviously communicate with friends through text and I have all my social media on it. There's a lot of stuff on my phone. I don't read at, you know, at night. I read um, books if I'm going to read, but I'm on my phone a lot. Right. I, and with five kids, it's always like strapped to me just in case something comes up with someone going to work or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this is what I wrote. I, I wrote something weird has been happening to me lately, or rather, I guess I've been letting something rather weird happen to me. I've heard it before. I've seen my kids struggle with it, but I've never really experienced it myself. And all of a sudden I cannot put my phone down. If you guys know me. And you've heard anything I've talked about with having five kids. I talk about things I struggle with and I talk about that. I've talked about that for a long time, but I find myself right now regularly sneaking away to get on the phone and check my social media, check my texts, check my other apps and to go through parts of other social media and just get lost in it. Yeah. It almost reminds me of what I would do when I had a stressful day and I didn't want to think about dealing with something that happened with work. So I just would grind down on a whole bag of chips and kind of numb myself out. Yep. So that, recently I have noticed like over the last month or so, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm really checking my social media a lot. I have a big appetite for it where before I was like, Oh, there's so-and-so's puppy picture or whatever, when I had time for it. Mm -hmm. And I've just been getting like way, 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 way more sucked in. Do you feel like it's because you have more free time on your hands or do you feel like you are just like, I guess an important question to be would be, what are you looking at? You know, when you get on your phone, what exactly is it that you're feeding your mind? Well, okay. To be honest with you and to be totally transparent, I did not know really anything about stories or reels. And yeah. my daughter taught me that right. recently. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is where everyone is. Yeah. Because I, there has been a big shift, right? It used to be posts and right. now literally now, 
you have to go through someone's story and they'll say, check out my new post because no one's really looking at posts anymore. Everybody's right. it's the story. It's the real. You're exactly right. And I didn't know how to do it. And I, I, someone told me like a year ago when I was doing the hair and I kind of refused. Cause I'm like, screw that. I just want to put my little pretty picture up, put it in the square and get right, on with my right. day. But now I'm like, that's taking, first of all, that takes me a lot of time, which is fun. Cause I'm like, okay. I'm, and then I'm like, oh, wow okay, so my friend told me you can remix this thing and try this little dance with her. And we were laughing our asses off of doing it. So it's like, it's kind of sucked me in that way because I'm enjoying it for entertainment. Sure. Um, but it's just way more time than I want to spend. I feel like I yeah. could probably have written a book by now. You don't realize how, like the, the, the true time that you're spending in it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you really don't because you're just kind of sucked in. And yeah, it's scary. It's the world we live in. And I mean- I know we, we've talked a lot about, you know, taking care of our bodies and, and body image and everything that kind of comes along with that. But this really is a conversation that's, you know, the platform is what are we feeding our minds? Mm -hmm. And that to me is equally as important, um, if not more, honestly. You know, what's funny this week, two of the podcasts I was listening to um, we're talking about either meditation uh -huh. or silent time. Like if you go for a walk, don't listen to a podcast, don't listen to music, just listen to your own thoughts. And if yeah. you are having a hard time doing that, it might be because you don't like the company of yourself. And if you don't like the company of yourself, you need to work on that. Yeah. Or it's like, Oh shit, yeah. here's another thing I got to work on. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, I think, it is a generational thing. You know, I think the younger kids, like you just, you know, there's the cliche moment where you're out at dinner and two people are just on their phone the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, we all see it. And I think we're all guilty of it at different points, but it's absolutely a different world that we live in today. And there are so many different niche conversations that you can have just based around the cell phone alone. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it's become um it's a stimulus. It's in our pocket. You know, there is something that happens neurologically when your phone vibrates or gives off a noise, you know, mm -hmm. and we become addicted to that, to that stimulus. Yeah, we really are. There is a true addiction to it. And it's sad. Um, I speak from, you know, experience, like to take the phone away makes you feel a little naked, you know, and it's like, oh, where is it? You know, I need it. What am I missing? Right. Um, and isn't it insane that like these little, these little pocket computers have really kind of just taken over everything. You can do everything from them. You can receive everything from them. Um, you know, here we are making a podcast that we're going to put on, you know, that people are right. going to pick up their phones and listen to. I mean, yeah. And you, I, I never dated online, but you were going to tell me yeah, what that's like on your phone. Yeah. So I have not been online dating for quite some time, but there was a year or so that I, when I was here in Charleston and I was single and it was just, I remember when I first got on, um, and I feel like now there are like, you know, this is the app you should use if you want to online date. Like, what is it? It's Bumble and like Hinge and stuff right now. Well, I guess this was back in the day of Tinder before Tinder became, you know, created the name that it has for itself. Um, but I remember getting 
onto these dating platforms. And for me, it was honestly really exciting. It was like, oh my God, like, look at all these people. And so it it became very fun and it was very entertaining, but there's also a huge story of validation, I think in these Mm -hmm. sites too, you know, like somebody liking you or choosing you or, um, starting a conversation with you. Um, and, you know, to my point of what we kind of discussed prior is this has become another way to have a stimulus and it's something that people don't shut off even when they have a good date. Um, and then it becomes more of a source of entertainment and lifestyle than it does, a means to an end. Like you can have a fabulous date, but oh my gosh, like you just got pinged again by this person online and there's no real development. I think that's where the problem comes in. It's really hard to have a true powerful development when we're constantly being bombarded um, with these new options. Isn't it insane? It's just options and it's all on your computer. Yeah, but it's interesting how you could have like 20 options come at you and that actually causes you to have no options. Right. That's, because you don't end so up going awful. deep with one person. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, have you ever had guys say that that's an issue for them as well? Or they're like, have you ever had a discussion with a guy about it? You know, I have not, but I also live in Char. Okay. So let me back up on the whole dating scene here where I live in Charleston, where it's like four girls to every one guy. Um, this is a city of beautiful people mm-hmm. there. Everyone here is beautiful. There's also a lot of shallow behavior here. It's a boozy town. It's kind of a party town. And I think dating is more of a lifestyle for a lot of people than it is a means to an end. But No, I've never had a conversation with a male like that. I have a ton of conversations with females Mm. who are totally bummed out by the quality of, of dating here in general Mm -hmm. and online dating, I think presents a completely different set of issues. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And that's why for anyone listening, Charleston has a bunch (laughs) of drunk, yeah. uh, boys who have way too many options. That's yeah, what it sounds basically like. you just broke it down for me. <laughs> Some drunk, pretty boys with too many options. Yes. And there, you know, a lot of the date, even when I was dating, I remember just going out on dates and sure. Like I met some cool people. Um, nothing serious came out of any of it. Um, but I just remember how a lot of these guys tried to court me and, their version of that was talking about how much money they made or the boat they have. Um, it was very, very shallow and it just didn't give me a lot of hope to be honest, um, in this new town, but you know, there are good people everywhere, but sometimes I feel like dating apps have started become becoming a place of somewhere to have fun rather than something that has a lot of substance behind it. So, but yeah, I know that this whole one-off conversation starts from, from, let me actually, Diana, let me go into this because this is a big part of it too. Okay. Guys speak of courting and talking to people. Right. So we're doing that via text message now, right? Right. Like, I don't get called for a first date. Like, Hey Fiona, like that just doesn't really. And and if it does happen, 
brownie points because yeah. you've already set yourself apart from the pack in a huge way. Right. Um, we communicate via text message. Well, we, your social skills, I mean, the IQ of your social skills are dropping at a rapid pace when we communicate like that on a day to day basis, because guess what? Like Diana, when somebody sends you a text message and you have all the time to like, think of a witty response or like how you want to say this, right. that's not how real conversation works. Right. And I feel like we're losing our brain power to be able to just like have these live conversations. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. And that's been a thought in my head too before. It's everything is virtual now, everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's a scary place that we're heading when, when people are not even going to know how to like communicate with one another face to face Mm -hmm. because it's all done by the phone. Yeah, so that's a whole nother realm of of how this you know digital technology is sort of taking over, and I don't know. I mean, you have younger kids. Do you experience that they're on their phone a lot more so than you would be comfortable with, or do you think that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, it's a constant battle. The right. the battle of the electronics in this house is is a monumental one because yeah. the phones. Uh, I have one who's an artist, but she even uses um, an iPad to draw on mm-hmm. um, and to animate with. And so yeah. it's hard to take away because, you know, you got to put in a lot of hours to be pretty good at something, you right. know? Right. So it's hard to say, okay, you know, one hour on while you're drawing or whatever, if you want her to get any better at animating or, right. you know, which clearly is something that she's truly been interested in for years. Yeah. Um, same is true for writing. Um, I've got one that's a writer. Uh, same is true for fashion. I mean, yeah. I've got one who pours through fashion stuff and then she'll get off of her phone and try and put different outfits together and stand there in her, you know, long mirror. And I think that that's something that she could get into, but you have to be able to log those hours doing yeah. that right. to be able to get better at it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's like, where do you, you know, where is it being used for the good and where can we, you know, cut it out, I think is the question. And, you know, I used to, I was in a serious relationship for a couple of years um, with this guy who was a little older than me. He had a kid. um, And I remember that was a big battle in the house as well. You know, Uh I became close with her. And so there were screen time, you know, passwords said and right. um, But she lived like, and she lived in the world of Instagram where all she was doing was comparing herself to yes. everything that she saw. And that Diana is a losing battle, like not for only her, but for all of us, because what we're seeing is not real. It's filtered. It's, it's, you know, we've talked about it being a highlight reel. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. Just- and it, they, there's a saying that I read that sticks with me that says, if you want to steal the joy out of something, start comparing it to something else. That's absolutely And it's so right. true because everything is unique and beautiful, you know, but you can't constantly put it up to something that isn't real and compare those two. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's so true. And, you know, another part of this too, and, and I feel sometimes like I can't speak on it because I'm not a parent, obviously, but you know, I observe and I, I know that this is a huge issue, uh, how much time kids are spending on their phones and in front of screens in general. And it's a frustrating thing, thing for parents to have to try and manage, but on the same token, 
I mean, these are the same parents who, when their kid is one, two years old, sticking a screen in their face, you Mm -hmm. know, to get them to just kind of, I mean, I get it, honestly, like, here's a screen, play with the screen, do what you need to do, like, it makes them calm and they're their brain is towards something, but then it's frustrating later on when they're older, why they can't get away from the screen more. Right. Right. So I feel like we're conditioning them at a very young age these days. And I think I'm a little on the cusp. I remember my first cell phone and it was for, you know, emergency calls only. And it was when I was 15 and I've started, you know, I got my learner's license. So I was in a car, Mm -hmm. but that was, I mean, every kid has a phone now. The, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's very different. It's so right. different. Um, Cooper got his first one, and he was my first kid to do it when he was 12 because yeah. he was walking home from school, and um, it seemed like that's what everyone else was doing, so it seemed like a good time. But he right. definitely is very into watching. You know, he watches shows on his phone. He's on social media, on his phone, the three girls, the three teenagers who are 14, 15 and 16, we don't do social media with them yet. And I don't know how in the hell we're getting away with that. Yeah. But at about when the first one was like 12, she tried to do it and something went, you know, she ended up accidentally being friends with someone who was a creep. And my husband was like, no, and they've just never really revisited it. Thank God. But I know that's coming. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's really hard when you're very young to understand like what real women's bodies look like or what real men's bodies look like. Yes. And you know, know? I get passionate behind that subject, right? Yeah. What we're feeding these young girls and young guys. I don't think that this is a gender specific conversation. Um, but what, what they're putting into their brains as, as what is real, you know? Right. Right. Um, and it's, it's scary. I, I don't really know another word to describe it, but, but it's very scary. Um, I was actually having a conversation, uh, about me doing this podcast this morning with someone this morning and he described, uh, the cell phone as a prosthetic, you know, um, it's an extension of us as a, as a means to communicate and live and, and be in this day and age. And I thought that was a great word to use. Hmm. Um, but you know, surrounding, and then we started talking about how, you know, girls are, are all of these filters on Instagram and things of that nature. Uh, they're going to, to plastic surgeon offices. This is funny because this is a topic of conversation, especially where I live going into these offices and saying like, I want you to make me look like this filter makes me look that is, yeah, that's happening. That's this big, big movement now, because (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you play around with those filters at all. I have never done a filter. So I haven't either. And I'm not, I don't ever really use, I mean, yeah, when you go on Instagram and you make a post, sure. There are ways to like play with the color and the saturation and all that. And that's great. But Right. When you're doing a story and you should play around with it just because we're having this oh conversation, God. there are filters that you can, you know, find and type in that make you look tanner and make your nose look smaller, make your oh, wow. teeth and eyes brighter. Uh, it, 
there are, and, and then you see yourself like this, right? right. And, or you're making a video and you put it out there so that everybody sees you in this light. It's not what you look like really at all. Right. Um, and who says what version of beautiful is better anyway? Like oh, they're two sure. different total things. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, it's just, like I said, I just think it's a little scary and I think that it makes things really shallow and it's not forcing our, our brains to think outside of the box. I think we are, we're just digesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, re- I read something or heard something the other day that there's two types of people. They're the types of people that when they have free time and they find time on their hands and, you know, they're not working for the man or whatever, right. They either consume or they create. Yes. And I want to be a creator. I yeah. want to, you know, whether it's just painting something that goes on my wall or creating a flower arrangement from my yard that I give to my neighbor or whatever I want, or creating a podcast. I want to create, an, yes. or, or you could even say, I want to create a deeper friendship. Like I've right. clearly, you know, you and I have been friends since you were a little girl yeah. from doing your hair, but I want to create a deeper friendship with you by putting time aside once a month to get on the call with you. Yeah. And so if I'm sitting in my bed this morning, consuming, um, on, you know, social media that I don't have time to create. And so that's another good point too. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and you're right. Like I, I see people, some people literally just, just get on their Instagram and they just watch everyone else and they're not mm-hmm. putting anything out there. They're just there watching. And then I think a lot of people use the platform to, like you say, create, um, mm-hmm. and to put material out, but everybody, everybody uses social media in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's up to us to decide how to use it because I can honestly say like, we can sit here and bash it all we want to, but I've gotten some really great stuff out of Instagram and social media. I've started following a ton of accounts that have to deal with mindfulness and um, how to create the life for yourself that you want to create and just some guidelines. And I love to, to digest that sort of information. But I guess the bigger question is like, what are you, who are you following? You know, right. what are you, and that was, that goes back to the very first question I asked you. It's like, kind of like, yeah, I mean, you're using social media, but like, what is it that you're putting into your brain? Right. And I think social media is not going anywhere. I think we just have to be smart about how we're viewing it. Yeah. I think we had a conversation about this on the last episode, which has not come out yet, but it's about to, and it's really, really good about body positivity. Yeah. But I think one of you girls said something about, um, you know, getting, you know, getting rid of like before and after people like, or like people who were really focused on looking a certain way and start to follow people who are more inspirational to you, whether that's about travel or cooking or whatever that brings actual joy to your life. And exactly. I think that's so true. Yeah. I went through and unfollowed 600 accounts. Did you really? No shit. I, what were they? Just accounts that you didn't feel like you were getting anything? anything? It was either people I didn't know uh, or they weren't bringing me anything that like was adding to my life and not to be insulting, but it's like, you know, I don't even get to see you uh, and what you post on a regular basis. It just right. doesn't show it's up for clutter. me all the time. It's clutter. And so I just wanted to get rid of the, all that because I want to see the people that I really actually have a connection with and that yeah. are bringing some kind of value to my life. But it yeah. was funny because Instagram got mad at me and it was like, okay, well, you're 
uh, you are unable to like people for the next five days. Are you serious? Yeah. It's this is you know, so funny. So the app itself kind of like put you. Yes. <laughs> and I asked one of my kiddos about it and, and they don't use Instagram, but their friends do. So they know about this stuff. She's like, yeah, if you unlike more than 10 people a day, it'll say, you know, you're not, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Or we're trying to protect our, our viewers or whatever. That's hilarious. That's yeah. honestly, I feel like you're in a relationship with your Instagram account. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think, you know, too, you know, there's a lot of drama that's been created around social media, people in relationships, you know, and then now you're looking at who's commenting on what or who's liking what, or is that your ex-girlfriend? And right. why do you follow all these girls' accounts? Like, why do, why are you filling your head with, I've had issues with that, with men. Like, you know, everything's gravy. And then I see, you know, who they're following and what they're following. And I, I know that they're on their phone a lot during the day. And then it bothers me that that's kind of what they're filling their brain with all day. You know, I don't blame you. That would be a really big turnoff for me. It, I would want, I would yeah. want someone who was like-minded and trying to, you know, trying to gain as much as they could off of Instagram rather than that's trying right. to do the opposite. And that's what I mean. Like, what are you trying to gain? You know, uh-huh. it's that's, have that's you ever met a guy that's like, thinks like you do about it. And it's like, yeah, it's a really big turnoff to me. I wouldn't be with a woman who was like constantly on her phone, you know, using filters to change the way she looked. I'm like into a real woman. Yes. Oh my God. Like just hearing you say that right now, I'm like, do you want to go on a date, Diana? <laughs> uh, I know. I'm just imagining it's, Mr. It's Lumberjack. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly not, um, not common, honestly, that I have experienced that. Um, I did date one person who was very like-minded with me, um, who also, was on social media and was constantly filling their brain with inspirational things or things that helped them be a better person and, um, was very conscious of, Hey, like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable in any way. And this is, yes. So I have experienced that person in my life before that relationship didn't work out, but I remember holding that part very near and dear. Like, wow, this is, this is awesome because it's sad. You just don't, you don't see that a lot these days. Um, and I get it. Men are visual creatures, you know, why not follow hot girls or with their pictures posted and, and, you know, it's fun to look at during the day, but then here's the thing too, is we talked about these filters and everything girls do to make themselves look a certain way on social media. Well, now men are filling their brains with that. So then it's not real life. It's just not real life. And it's Mm -hmm. frustrating. Um, It's almost like someone who has grown up not having a lot of sex, but watching a lot of porn. Yeah. Yeah. And then once they get into the bedroom, they're like, Oh yeah, she doesn't send that way. Or she doesn't like that. Or she doesn't sound like that. It's not real life. It's produced. It's exactly right. Diana, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I was like, Mm -hmm. should I compare this to porn? It's (laughs) true though. I mean, right. No, you're, you are exactly right. Um, it's not real life. And, um, in the same way with pornography, you know, these pictures are produced, you know, with filters or whatever. Um, you know, I actually 
transparently, I just posted, I don't even know if you saw this, a picture of myself um, in like spandex shorts and a sports bra just the other day. Um, I had an ad agency reach out to me. Yeah. But it looked like, like kind of a fitness pose. It was a fitness pose. But I also, I wanted to make it very clear on that post, this is not what my body looks like in different types of lighting. There were right. 30 different pictures taken before I found this one. None right. of the other ones look anything like this one. This is the best by far. You know, this is, but this is also my body and I'm proud of it and it's strong and I've worked really hard to get here. Um, but it's, I just, you know, I think at we as women, there's nothing wrong with a woman taking a picture of herself and thinking she looks good. I think mm-hmm. we need more of that. I think mm-hmm. we need that confidence of like, hey, look at me. But it's when we, when we start to create an image for ourselves that's not authentic mm-hmm. um, and it's not real. And, you know, I get why people do that, right? Because they get people to comment or say, you're so pretty. It feels really good to get that validation, but none of it comes from an authentic place. And I think that's where we mess up. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I just think there's just, there are so many conversations that you can have about social media and the way people use it. Um, But I mean, do you have, Diana, personally, like, do you have time limits for yourself or do you ever take a day off to disconnect? Cause I'm really bad about that. I'm I've never have said, okay, I'm going to take a day off to disconnect, but I do, uh, I do have a couple tricks I use. One is that my charger for my phone is in the coat closet downstairs. So I generally don't take it up to bed with me. Okay. Um, I, I have a separate alarm system in my room that I use. So I don't have to have my phone for that. So I try not to lay in bed and do that. Yeah. I try to either read or just cuddle um, with my husband or the the baby. I have to read her a lot of books. And yeah, so yeah, at nighttime, I'm pretty cooked, sure. but I pick it up in the morning and I check it and I tell you what, that's the first thing I want to do is Me pick too. it up, Me too. see what the emails are. Yeah. It's like the way that I start my day. And yeah, I, I have felt more and I mean, I have been bitching at my kids for years about like, get off your phone, put that down. You don't need this. You don't need that. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I want to check my phone. What's going on on there? Uh, you know, what did so-and-so say about this post or how do I learn to do this or, or whatever. And and not only that, I mean, like I said, I did clear out my Instagram, so I'm not like I, I have gotten. And as I see people that are like, okay, the whole filtered thing, that's not for me. Like I want to see either real women or like inspiring posts or things that add to my life. Um, I, that's what I want to see. I want to learn. I want to grow. I'm trying to become a better version of myself. And right. even though I have done that, um, I still find myself getting sucked in and I'm yeah. like, wait, 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 pull, pull back, Diana. That's not yeah. what, you know, that's not remember. That's not what we said we were going to do. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know about time limits. I think my life just in the place that it is right now is I just don't have a ton of time. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have noticed my kids being like, Hey mom. And I, I have to look up for my phone. I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, and I don't want right. to be that mom that the kids are like, my mom's face is always in their phone. Yeah. 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 We all know those people too, like whether we're one of them or not, but mm-hmm. someone who just lives in it. Um, and I've honestly, I've been, it's sad that it's like, takes this much intention for me to act on these things, but 
I really want to create a routine for myself in the morning that where there's, you know, 15 minutes before I pick my phone up from when mm-hmm. I'm, I want to go, I want to do, you know, a five minutes of stretching, you know, right. drink some water, do some breathing, some deep breathing. Just, I think it would be so beneficial for me to have that just 15 minutes. I mean, what is that mm-hmm. of waking up and allowing my brain to become alive without bombarding it with an LED light, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that I want to, I like that I'm having this conversation with you because it actually makes me very aware of things. You know what? I'm maybe we could do, you. maybe we, you An and accountability. I could, yeah. Maybe what we could do is we could agree to do that and then come back together in a week or sure. come back together in a month and say, okay, this was my experience. Hell yeah. I think that's I a get up. Do you want to do 15 minutes or you want to do a half hour? Let's do, let's take a nice 20. Let's meet okay. in the middle. So wake up and you have to be not on your phone for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I only say that because I have like work emails that that's yeah. the worst part too, is just having to get to that. But yeah, yeah, I say 20 minutes and, you know, we can talk about what we did with our 20 minutes of time, but I have yeah. an idea of kind of where I want to take that. But I think that. that My husband so meditates wonderful. every morning and him. that's such a sexy quality. It is a sexy quality. As a matter of fact, yesterday, my little girl was like, mommy. And she was like, all quiet. I'm like, what? She's like, daddy's in meditation. Cause he didn't get it in the morning. So he went upstairs and did it at like about three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's and, a Diana. <laughs> and, and, uh, I was like, oh, okay. What does that mean when he's meditating? She's like, it means his eyes are closed. Like, oh, oh my God. This is Lincoln, right? Yeah. I love that. She's yeah. That's so how a, four, a four-year-old perceives it. Have you ever heard of Brendan Bouchard? No, I have not. He's sort of a self-helpy, uh, you know, who Tony Robbins is. Yes, I do know. Who Tony okay. Robbins. So he's, he's like that same kind of a guy, mm-hmm. but one of the things if I listen to him and one of the things he says over and over again is that your email and stuff that's on your phone is just a to-do list. That's not your own. Yeah. It's other people sending you a to-do list. So before you go check somebody else's to-do list, check in with yourself. Yes. Um, one of the things he recommends is, is the cat cow position, like doing like 20 of those cat cows because it's supposedly it pumps a lot of um pumps like spinal fluid into your brain or something like that and it's really good for your brain to do that have some water yeah and just center yourself and give yourself a few minutes so I'm excited to try it and see yeah that'll be great we can come back together and see what comes of that for sure Yeah. yeah cool I love this conversation Diana thank you so much for listening to my show did you know that word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread I would love for you to tell someone if there was any part of this conversation that resonated with you. And don't forget, if you ever want to reach out, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapake. Bye, friend.